We need a not-for-profit news, a news that is not meant to scare you, a news that is not so concerned with politics unless it's financially taking money out your pocket or putting money in your pocket. And that's the purpose of Mexit News. Mexit stands for Middle Class Exit. And that's what I'm about. I'm fortunate enough to be in the top 1% and I'm bringing as many people with me as possible. So on Mexit News, you learn about crypto. You learn about blockchain. You learn about things that are relevant, that are excellently relevant, and that are fortified to push you to the next level. So thank you for joining Mexit News. It is a pleasure. You're going to hear this because this is on a podcast. So if you can give a rating, if you can send as much traffic to this podcast as possible, it always remain free because using advertisers to pay. So I never have to charge you for the news. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plant better. You can dominate. All right. Welcome back to the People's Congress. I am Stephen Walker, and we do have our esteemed panel with us tonight. We're thankful for them representing you in the area where they live. You can see on the screen where they're at. Uh, we're going to do some introductions, and then we'll get started. Let's start off with Jerome in Baltimore, Maryland. Hello, everyone. I'm Jerome Red, a.k.a. Romy Rome, Baltimore Zone, and I'm with Let's Think, Change, Grow, where we help you to think, change, and grow, and maximize your greatness. Welcome, everyone. Welcome. Marquise. This is Marquise Washington out of Indianapolis, Indiana. I am the marketing director for an upstart company called DMW Enterprise, which, which produces the sauce called The Good Stuff created by my 16-year-old child during COVID. You can find us online on Facebook. Just look for The Good Stuff Sauce. All right, and if you see any glitchiness with our cameras, any sound problems, we're blaming it on Russia tonight. Russia is the problem. All right, let's go to let's go to Telly. Good evening, America. This is Yemo Telly Kwashi, a recent transplant to Long Island, New York. I'm currently not a business owner, but I am pursuing a career in social advocacy. All right, Adrian. Hello, world. I am Misunderstood Adrian, the CEO and founder of IMA Industry. We are the climate and specialists. We are guaranteed to change the climate and the culture of your life for any situation. And guess what? I'm an author of a new book called Surviving Tough Times. On your mark, get set, go. Can't wait. Looking forward to meeting everyone in any situation, just tearing it up, making it better, breathing life. <laughs> tearing it up, making it better, breathing life. Let's go. Come on now. Doing all it right, the way God to do. Oh, all right. What a powerful entry, guys. You guys are awesome. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, all across the globe, this is Kevin Vaughn, Kennesaw, Georgia, just outside the Atlanta area, CEO and founder of the MLT Global Network, ladies and gentlemen. The bet is on you. We deal in business, education, training, and technology, and we're ready to serve you. Thank you. All right, Vicki in Richmond, Virginia. Hey, everybody. I'm Vicki Arroyan. Um, I'm the executive director of Podium RVA. We do writing, communication, leadership programs for middle schoolers, high schoolers, and recent graduates. Um, and I'm really happy to be here. You can find out more um, at www.podiumrva.org. 
All right, Maxine, you got it. Well, good. Hello, hello, hello. This is the Levelless Woman coming your way from Raleigh, North Carolina. I am the CEO of Levelless, and I help individuals to understand their God-given abilities and help you map that into your profession and your career, as well as being an entrepreneur. So we do it through coaching, we do it through team development, and we help you to succeed, continue to succeed on your own terms. All right, Tanya, West Virginia. Uh, Tanya, you, you are muted. Again, that is Russian interference. We don't appreciate it. Tanya, here we go. I am Tanya Harper. I'm one um, from Mark, West Virginia. I am members of Agaians Outreach. Um, we service the community here um, with doing a variety of different things. Um, life insurance thing that we do, but Notary Public, and we serve um, the local community here in Martins. All right, and I am Stephen Walker, owner CEO of Manifest Media. Uh, we are a web design brand development company and a coaching company. If you need any business coaching, let me know. You can go to my website, mypurposemypower.com. And let's jump into today's top story. Who's going to lead us off? No volunteers? Let's go to Jerome. Ooh. <laughs> well, my, the top story that we're going to start off with, folks, has to do with young folks masking as Uber drivers of um, delivering food in order to get at the front of the line to get their COVID vaccine. Mm. Ooh. Now, some folks might say, you know you shouldn't be doing that, folks, because you're taking it away from other folks. But as I read this article, folks, and I know some of you may disagree with me, I said to myself, there's a saying out there in the streets today, don't hate the player, hate the game. All this right. is in America alone, this COVID-19 has killed over a half a million folks. And I know some of them young folks out there, they want to live a little longer than some of the folks that's gone. So guess what they did? Hey, I'm a first responder. I deliver food. Give me my vaccine. But wait a minute, but wait a minute. And they didn't have to show any proof. They got to the front of the line. And I ain't mad at them. I don't bring it on. Let's, I ain't let's go to the Mexican man himself, Marquise Washington. You know, I, I read this article and all of that stood out to me. I mean, being that they are, they are called essential personnel because they are in the food service industry. Uh, they don't have to cook it, uh, but they definitely deliver it. So I, I can understand that being essential. The thing that bothers me about this, though, is uh, fear would drive people to skip, skip the line. And that's exactly what has happened here. And uh, it's, it's would I do it if, if I was in that situation? If I had fear, yes, I would probably do it in a heartbeat. I don't I don't personally I don't like it. I mean, I, I agree with Jerome. I mean, there are other people out here who could probably who should be ahead of everybody else and it is definitely a cheat and and that's one thing i i don't like about it, it and we could go into the whole COVID thing i'm not we're not gonna do that right now but um be that as it may it is a cheat and it 
I don't know. They, they, they should hold him accountable some somewhere down the okay. line. All right, Tanya, what's your take on the story? Uh, when I first read it, I was like, it all just takes her that I got away with it, you know. One person told somebody, you know, and this, you know, I'm, you know, well, you know what? I am going to have to take her out temporarily. I do apologize, people. Again, we don't appreciate it, Putin. Stay out of our broadcast. All right, we're going to go to Vicky. Vicky, can you please tell us your opinion on the one? All right. Well, this one's this one's like this is complicated, y'all. This is complicated. All the first thing that popped to my mind was I don't know how many of y'all saw this a couple weeks ago. I don't watch Saturday Night Live every single week, um, but I happened to to stumble upon it, and they had this like little music video um, of of our of our seventy plus um, year old community getting COVID shots. Um, while all of us 20, 30, 40, 50 year old somethings are still having to wait to get our COVID shots, even though we have to work, um, you know, our 40 hour shifts. And so it was just, it was a funny little satire Saturday Night Live, um, you know, just a little music video, just a little skit. But it did make me think of, you know, right now we see the distribution of vaccines go primarily to white individuals and primarily to, to our, you know, 70 plus population. And so, you know, definitely population that, you know, that older population definitely at a higher risk. Um, but yeah, we got to we got to push those vaccines out because a lot of us are here, you know, trying to run our nonprofits or our businesses or mentor folks. And um, so, yeah, it's a complicated it's complicated. It's a complicated situation. All right. So if you're just now tuning in, you're watching the People's Congress <laughs> brought to you by ATS in Mexico, stands for Middle Class Exit where we talk about real issues and we keep it relevant and we want to empower you with education. So come on, panel, let's get into this thing tonight. Now, who, who has a chime in here? Tell it, tell it what you got. <laughs> uh, well, I, I think I would probably agree. Um, I think I agree with a number of things that were said, but there's something specifically that Marquis said about having fear um, and driving you to do certain things. Now, I too, I'm kind of on this the same uh, wavelength. I don't have fear, so I don't see the true intention to to do something like this or to go mm -hmm. and rush to get vaccinated because I have my own personal feelings about yeah, vaccination yeah. and specifically yeah. this vaccine. But we won't go there. We will not. Yeah. But I don't think it's right. I mean, I see what they're doing, but. Just love for you yeah. to go about it a different way, but you're just navigating the best way you can, I guess. Okay, Adrian. Adrian, you are muted. It's the American way. <laughs> no, it's the American way. What? It's the American way. Tell me about First it. First and foremost, they have always fooled you. You better get in where you fit in. And when the people tell you that you can't have something, you know you just can't have it. But now, I might pick up the car and get in the car and drop somebody some truth. So I need to now be safe. Mm. That's called getting in where you fit in. It. That's okay. called they have learned something from watching the adults in their lives, learning how to get over on the get over. But like okay. Marquis said, that fear 
is what is motivating that, which is the problem. So the fact that they believe that they need to rush to get a vaccine mm -hmm. says a, mm -hmm. a whole lot within itself. And they're our young kids doing this. Yeah. So we have a story of young kids ignoring the fact that any of this was going on. And they are the ones that didn't want to mask up. They were having the big parties. They're the ones that were you know, defying the odds. And now they are the ones manipulating the system so they can get the shot faster. You, you understand? So yeah, yeah, yeah. it's all about yeah, the way that they're going to work. If you're going to do something, you might as well do it safe if you're going to be doing it. All right, so we know that with every story, there's stories inside a story, right? So there's a lot of stories inside of this one. Mm -hmm. uh, and all of you guys are making a really good point. Uh, let's go to Jerome. Yes, getting back to Marquise with the fear. He's absolutely on the money there. And to me, that's the reason why I said that they were taking advantage of the situation because it was presented that way because COVID hit us about February of 2020. And from that time moving forward, we've gotten so much mixed information about COVID-19, the coronavirus. We've made it political. We've used it as a football. We don't have the answers. A bunch of people died that we're sitting there going, how did all these people die that shouldn't have? So there's still a whole lot of mystery around the disease and the virus itself. So you've got these young people sitting there going, Hey, you guys in charge, you adults, you political folks, y'all haven't given us enough information. But what we do know is a whole bunch of people around the world have died from this. Give me something that can at least give me peace of mind. So Marquise, you're right on the money there, talking about the fear, motivating people to take drastic measures because self-preservation is always the first law of the jungle. you got to take care of self first. All right. Who wants to... <laughs> Who wants to close us out on this subject? Anybody else? Absolutely. I got to jump in on this one, guys, because it's all about going back to the beginning, ladies and gentlemen, having a plan, having a plan that will be executed properly and disseminated with the proper information, ladies and gentlemen. You got to have a plan. And I know they did the best they could, but they the system did not work together in order to minimize the fear because there's going to be some there. No matter how good the plan is, it's still going to be there. But the key is planning. And then you got to have a collaboration and also understanding between all states. And that didn't happen properly. And they're trying to play catch up. So it's, it's all about planning, ladies and gentlemen. It affects not only this area, but also our lives. And uh, we got to get the information. So not only should we uh, you know, demand information, but we should also seek it out as well on top of that. So we're not doing things that are uh, going to hurt others or even hurt ourselves in some cases. I know it's so easy to get selfish in this area. But uh, we got to understand the why and also what's the plan for a recovery in this area. Powerful area. But planning is the key. They missed All the right. plan. All right. Thank you, Kevin. Appreciate that. Marquise, why don't you uh, – I'm sorry. Uh, Tanya, why don't you talk to us about Apple Music? Apple Music. Um, Apple Music put out a uh, statement to the followers or subscribers that they have um, about – the streaming that they do and how much they charge, you know, the people that have their music on there, it's, and compared to Spotify. So Apple music gives one cent and Spotify actually gives less than one cent. 
um, to the people that are streaming their music on there, the people that have the musicians, and they get one cent from that. And, you know, Apple was trying to tell, you know, people like uh, how they're, you know, doing so much better. They, they don't have as many subscribers as Spotify has, but they were pushing that one cent because they're doing more than Spotify. And I'm like, one cent, one cent. Yeah, um, that's right. And then how much money they have to put out, like being a musician is not, it's not, you know, using your creative abilities to, you know, put songs together and music together because you got to use the writers and then you have the people that actually, you know, sing the music, you know, and stuff like that. And then just to, after doing all that, and that don't even come from, you know, that doesn't even come from them. They get paid from the people that actually they have the contract with. So even mm -hmm. if they get make a hundred people view it and they get one dollar or you know one dollar but they ain't really getting that one dollar because they gotta go through who they have the contract with so it's really less than that but I'm like really like come on yeah. now and welcome to America that's, that's the American way all right yeah. Maxine what you got for us well you know what what are you a creator looking for a home a place to genuinely call home a place to put all of your work all of your creations, someplace where you know it will get the attraction, you'll get the followers, the subscribers that you deserve and you need, ATS TV is the place for you. If you want a place where you can call home, reach out to us. Email us at info at AntonioTSmithJr.com and find out how you can become a creator on ATS TV today. We want you. And you want us. Welcome home. Tell them us the link in the description. Click the link in the description to find out more about ATS TV and to see where you will soon call home. Now tell them I said hi. Antonio said hi. What actually ended up happening is that with Apple bringing this to the forefront, see Spotify has not said anything until Apple decided they wanted to reveal how much they were actually paying. So it forced Spotify to say, hey, let me make it transparent on what we're doing. And so that's what happens when you have competition, see, because supply and demand, we always talk about, right? But when your mm -hmm. competitors does not come forth with what they're doing and how they're holding back. So what it caused is Apple say, hey, wait a minute. If we're going to tell them how much we're paying Spotify, okay, then I need to reveal how much we're paying because we don't want to lose our listeners to mm -hmm. Apple. Mm. Or, or lose the musicians to Apple. So, you know, you got that back and forth, which is good for the economy and good for the artists, but you got the competition going. So I thought that was good on Apple's part to come forth, although we think a penny, but multiply that times millions of, you know, music that's being sold. So it does add up. It does add up. All pennies add up. All right, Jerome, what you got for us? What I thought was interesting about this article, and some of y'all are youngsters on this call, and I ain't even mad at you. The question that hit my brain was, whatever happened to Napster? So I went to Google. Oh, yes, I did. And I typed in, whatever happened to Napster? Guess what, folks? Napster's being sold for $70 million. And they're still streaming. And for those of you who did give you a little bit of history, back in the day, that was one of the first companies out there that was bootlegging and downloading your music 
for free. Hello? Yeah. They got in a whole lot of trouble you know, with the law and blah, 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 blah. And they kind of disappeared. Well, guess what? They not disappeared anymore. There's a company out there that's paying $70 million for them because maybe they read this article between Spotify and Apple and know what they said. They already got the format. They already got everything set up. Let's get us a little piece of the pie, too. So I thought that was interesting as well. Just want to throw that in there for y'all. All right. So I have something to confess to you guys. I am the one that's buying Napster. I will have each one of you on uh, on my show on Napster as well. I'm going to call it Steepster. Uh, so yeah, it's going to be all right. All right. So let's talk about it. You know, when it comes to music in this country, I mean, this is just a reoccurring theme. Uh, it's been that way since Motown and even before Motown. You know, artists never really got the money they deserved unless they own their own music, right? So mm -hmm. we've seen that, but then when the big tech companies got involved, I mean, it was just natural that the squeeze would be even harder uh, because you're talking about distribution. It doesn't matter what kind of music you have. If, if people can't hear it, then it doesn't matter, right? So that's a big deal. But so what do you guys think? What do you guys think about this, uh, this, this topic? Well, I think what Jerome just put in, put I think he just added a little flavor to the to the situation by bringing up that Napster. You know, when you think something has gone away, but here's someone willing to pay for it, even though they were bootlegging, but it's still technology. It's still the fact that you got competition. So the more that you can get into having competition, then the more that they're going to have to start coming up with another game plan. I love what Kevin and I always talk about strategy coming up with another strategy. So we're making sure these musicians are paid accordingly. So I thought that yeah. was great that Jerome did that extra research. All right. So so middle class, when it comes down to making money in music, this is an area that's wide open. And when technology jumps ahead again, you know, middle class, we got to get in on that. We got to get our youngsters, not just making rap and making, you know, in the garage, making band music, but get them in technology, mm -hmm. showing them how to use these platforms. So, uh, Adrian, did you have something? I did. Um, the one thing I will say is the blessing of all of them is if you are an artist and you do have music that can stream, you are you are eligible to stream on all platforms. So you like so it, you know what I mean. So it might be competition. However, it's all just land for an artist to land. You know what I mean. So it's not okay. like if you're in. If you stream on Spotify, you can't stream on Apple. So right. as an as an artist with, with streaming music, um, now that I know that, look, now that I know that I really can get paid for it, I'm going to put my music out there so it can just be sitting there streaming, mm -hmm. especially if it's going to be penny on the dollar, <laughs> like just penny for a view. But like you said, all pennies add up. That's right. I just think that when it comes down to just being able to be creative they like you said this, this entire especially since the pandemic the entire industry has changed how yeah. you get how you get noticed has changed like you don't need anyone now to know who you are and come and find you now you just need to have not even a studio you just need to have like a good cell phone right like for real, like there's so many programs on your cell phone where you can really build all of it. Now, coming from an old, like I'm a music, I have a music degree. So coming from the original MIDI, when it was like you just played into the computer, like you played the keyboard and the, the music came onto 
the actual computer. That was like the beginning of all of it. To mm -hmm. see that they can make a beat, mix a beat down, put the beat together, put tracks on top of the beat, and then call it a song, put it in form. That takes skill that a lot of people have not even, they're they self-taught that because mm -hmm. they've taken all of the kind of music and stuff out of schools. So, you know what I mean? It, there's a lot of other stuff that goes on just by seeing people's creations mm -hmm. of yeah. what they're doing and be, you know, and now that they're able to be compensated for it, even in a hobby, that's like, that's something, that's something good that's happening in a bad situation of the world. Mm -hmm. That's like right. Within the pandemic, that was a good outcome of the pandemic. That's good. Looks like Tanya's about bursting. Yeah. She can say something right here. Yeah, like she struck up when she was talking. It just reminded me of something. Um, as far as you know, musicians and just I know me personally, I play instruments. Um, you know, in school, but now since they have just like we were talking about them transitioning um, to robots and all that stuff. Just like in the music industry, they're not, they're translating a lot of that, you know, instrument playing over to the technology and the keyboard now. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times they don't need that person that's actually playing the instrument all the time. They have moved it on to the computers or yeah. Yeah. the keyboard or something like she was saying. Um, and that person is no longer needed. But um, the yeah. flip side of that, that was a good skill to have the you know, I know younger, um, older days, but um, you, you started teaching kids how to play the computer and going along with the technology that you know that I guess is a part in uh, the first All right, the, the Kremlin is, is getting on my nerves tonight. I'm telling y'all, I don't know why they picking on Tanya like that. But they need to stop. You know what? Let's talk about stimulus. Let's go ahead and talk about stimulus, Marquise. Let's try to stimulate the people. Well, our, our wonderful president is uh, pushing for more stimulus. I mean, on the on the surface, that sounds right. That sounds like you what you should do. Um, a lot of the stimulus supposedly is going to infra infrastructure which we definitely need. We, yeah. But we've been hearing about this for for years. I mean, through each, presi each presidential uh, service, we hear about the daggone infrastructure. For me, I'm trying to figure out when is the doorknob going to get fixed. And and the other thing, too, is you, you're talking about, in upwards of $2.25 trillion. Where is the money coming from? The last time I checked, we broke in here in America. So who's printing the money? Where is it coming from? They're just printing it, man. They're just printing the money. They're printing it. There it is. And when you print the money, you devalue the currency. And when you devalue the currency, that loaf of bread that you paying three dollars for that you used to pay ninety nine cents for is now going to be five dollar bread. So, so we're going to be. You tell me, we're going to be slicing up the slices. You're going to be slicing up slices. You're going to be growing your own bologna on the tree. <laughs> I want a bologna tree. Give me my tree. Right. That's right. Just go outside and, and bite it. And, and if, we, if we are not careful, I mean, 
you know, the, the problem that I have with these politicians is that they get worshipped. And, and when they do something, perfect example, if, if the last president was in, they would ask that president the same, they would bring up the same situation that I, that I asked. Um, but with certain other, you know, the media don't ask the right questions at the right time and they don't demand the, the answers that's actually going to affect the people. That's the beauty of what we're doing is because we're going to ask those questions and we're going to demand the answers and we're going to talk about it until at least we can share our answer to benefit everybody that's going to be a part of this program. Come on, so, that's what I'm talking about. Break that down, Brother Marquise. That's, that's what we're all about here at Mexico. It's the only way we're going to exit is if we know the truth. So you're absolutely right. Is that was that your final point? Brother, don't don't get me started. I'll be on that. I know, it's a good topic, man. Yeah, this is a great topic. We got some. Great topic, man. Hey, you real quickly, I wanted to just piggyback on what Marquise was talking about because we do have to pay attention to the trend. Uh, you know, we talk about the money being printed right on demand. We understand that, but understand also, I don't want to get ahead of us here or myself here, but you understand the system's gonna flip in the future. It's gonna flip to something else. So uh, we gotta pay attention to the currency right now, but it's gonna flip, ladies and gentlemen. It's planning to flip to another opportunity. <laughs> so we're gonna get ahead of the story. So yeah, yeah, that's a whole nother story, but the you point is you gotta pay attention. You make a good <laughs> point because see, when you yeah. when you fail to plan, you plan right. to fail. Right. And that's what's happening here in America. Yeah. That and that the, the plan that's rolling out is something they had 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. Or even before that. And they're just slow rolling it out to us now. Marquise, you got something? Yeah. Has anybody ever heard of universal income? Yeah. And what it looks like. It's that we're going to see universal income for everybody. I mean, that could be a blessing, but you know, if if the government's going to give you everything, they can also take everything away. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That's something to just kind of keep in the back of your mind because everybody wants the money. But what's interesting about getting the money is—is is it a payoff? Yeah. So universal income is a trap. What that says is, look, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you thirty thousand dollars a year. And guess what? That's all you're getting, and you're never getting more. There's no way you can earn more. There's no way you can sell more. That's your income. That's it. Exactly. And, and that's see, that's, what they're trying to do. That locks they're the system. Go ahead, Adrian. I thought we already they're had that system, guys. They're trying to set that, that up to the point where it actually is exactly all that you need. They want to be that source. What's going on right now is honestly there's a there's a bigger battle going on, and it's about who do you who do you put your hope in? Who do you put your trust in? Who do you believe in? Is there a God that you believe in or do you just need your government that's going to send you a check that you can believe in? Right now, we are so scared in fear, but we're so positive of our government. It's like we 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 won't we don't want to have to go to a church because we can get a stimulus. And when we get our check, we're supposed to be okay. But it's like we are feeding into the narrative that when you have money, you're okay. That's a lie. And the point that they, the reason that they keep giving it is more like, I'm like Marquise on a, is it a payoff? It is the payoff, but they cannot pay for what has been done. You can't change what you've done like that. We say reparation. We want this. We want that. You ain't going to send it to us in no check. See, the problem is, the problem is when you start sending money like that, see, okay. Cause you got a whole group of people that never had a dime. So if you never had a hundred dollars, when you looked at your thing and you had six hundred dollars in your account, you thought you made it. 
So now you done spent your six that fast. Then they turned around and gave you 12. So now you spent your 12 faster than your six. Didn't even it realize it because you never like even had one. It sounds like that's what a drug dealer does. Give you the first one free. Yeah, you're talking. Now you're talking, but see, they want to say like they would never, they would never even know what a drug dealer would do, or they would never even think of that manner. So and this is why we have to, this why middle class, we have to understand drugs come from someplace where we don't have a passport to go get. Simple <laughs> as that. Simple as that. Half the people don't have a passport to go get. So wherever it came from, trust it came from somebody else, and now it's here. The difference of it is, as long remember how we were saying when when they flood the market with something, they're flooding the market because they're trying to devalue it. So the more right. the money that they give you, the more money that you think that now all of a sudden that they, they we believe that we win because now we got money, and it's already alive because they've already switched it. Like Kevin saying, the 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 cash is not even anymore. It's the crypto. They're looking for bitcoins. That like if you're talking bitcoins and stuff, then you're talking money. As long as they're talking cash, there's somebody making that. Ain't well, even real. That's the move to do to now make it all digital. And see, this is the problem. When you print money, you yeah. can only have so much in circulation at a time. Money right. has to be handled, right? Money right. has to be accounted for. But digital doesn't have to be accounted for at all. Right. You don't have to make it. It's a program. You just create it. So right. that's the ultimate. That's where we're going to see a lot change in in the near future. But we want to move on to Jerome. Jerome, what you got? Yes. Um, when I read this story, I just I had to take it and, and Marquise, you on you on the money there, buddy. I had to take it a little bit deeper. Okay. A little bit deeper. Uh oh. And, oh yeah. Oh, I had to take it deeper. Yeah, exactly. Because here's what went through my mind. We've got this administration right now. They're the blue. We had the last administration, which was the red. And I'm a little like I said, I'm a little older than most of you guys. So I've been around a couple of administrations. And usually what happens. Yeah, what the blue folks is, they come in there, and they give a, they give away the money to the folks at the that the middle and poor to make sure they get some, but some of the rich get it too. And then when you get the red in there, they make sure that the tax breaks go to the top three percent, mm -hmm. and 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 they say some of it's going down, down to the poor people, but we still we still ain't seen that. And each side complains about the other side, who passes the the the, the law in order for people to get the money. But here's the deal, folks. Here's what my brain said. We're dealing with a pandemic that has not been in the world for over 100 years. So none of us and the people who run this country or run this world have been around since the last pandemic hit. But yet we're doing the same thing now in government. The last administration did it, the red folks. The blue administration is doing it. And guess what? And the same complaints are going on. So my brain is telling me we're going to get the same results we got before, but we're dealing with something that ain't been around for 100 years. If we don't come together politically in this country, in this world, to deal with this thing collectively, we don't know what's going to happen. I don't care how much money you throw at it through either a tax break or through social, giving away another stimulus. That's what Jerome got to say about it. All right, so it looks like we need to take a collective breath right now because that was a whole lot. All right, people, take a deep breath. This is our Mexican moment brought to you by just take a breath and let it sink in. All right, Vicky, I saw you kind of, you kind of, uh, I want to hear Vicky's opinion on the story. What you got, Vicky? 
Get on. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, it's an it's it's definitely it's definitely an interesting concept. I mean, on one hand, you know, stimulus checks. Uh, you know, there are people who lost their job. There are people who lost. You know, they have children. They take care of. You know, their parents. Um, so, you know, I, t I, I definitely am suspicious and I say, I definitely am like, is this a carrot? Is this a, what, what is this? I do also know that, you know, this, this, you know, is something just like in, a in 2008, um, you know, when we had all those bailouts, um, you know, it, some of that, you know, was positive. Some of it wasn't as positive, um, you know, but we, we basically, we've got to get the economy balanced. And so, you know, I'm not an economist. Um, I don't really, you know, I can't, I can't give you, you know, my information on, Hey, here's how we're going to fix the, the, the global solution, the national solution. Um, but I do know there's, you know, some good folks out there. And so if, 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 if they're saying, Hey, you know, our, our families by and large, you know, still need a little bit of support and funding. Um, you know, I'm open. I'm definitely open to listening to it. Yeah. And that's a good thing because there are hurting families out there. But let me give you guys a scenario real quick. And we're going to break it down and slow down on this one. I come into a new city. I come into your city. And I get a job at the fire department. And everything's fine in your city's always been fine. But when I get to town, all of a sudden there's fires and I'm the first one on the scene with the answer. How long will it take for you to realize that I'm the one setting the fires so I can look like the hero to the people? Right. You you going to jail because we're going to get you in Philly. So we gonna find you. If 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 the position I hold in your city is above your power to put me in jail, then you're going to look crazy trying to come get me. Because see, everybody that I that I'm setting fires for are the politicians that's protecting me. You see, this is the problem. You can't expect for the people who cause a problem to give you an answer that's actually going to help you. That's insanity. There's no way you can expect the people who cause the problem to fix the problem. Well, I I, I mean, did, our government didn't cause COVID though, so I'm just going to throw that COVID. one out there. I, I mean, that's like. It's not COVID. No, we're not talking about COVID. We're talking about the system that's in place that has capitalized on COVID to further their oh, agenda. Okay, okay. Because I was yeah. like, I was like, oh, I don't know if our government's manufactured COVID. I don't know how yeah. that worked either. I but actually I did okay. see Biden over there in the, at the Wuhan lab. I have some pictures I can show you, but we ain't gonna go there. So, but the reality <laughs> is that the system that's in place is the, is the reason why when something like this happens, we don't know what to do because you know what? You don't know who to trust. You don't know who to trust. Why? Because one minute you're told, for example, let's go to COVID. One minute you're told, wear a mask. Right. That's when you're told, hey, don't wear a mask. Right. The next time you're told, hey, wear three masks, right? right? So, like, what is all of that about? And so if you can't trust the people put in power, yeah. then how can you expect for them to help you and you have none? That's all I'm saying. What do y'all think? Yeah, that's that's why the focus needs to be on the solid rock, Christ. The solid rock, right? I, I, I agree. That's going to save you. The other things is all the other stuff. It's the hogwash in between that makes you not even want to have a solid rock. You need to have some type of solid foundation. So when things start falling around you, you still be okay. It's true. I mean, all people of all faiths have now probably committed more to their faith than ever before. Right. And I think you had some. Well, only thing I was just sitting back here thinking is that you know. 
the leader of ATS in the meetings every morning. And when he posed information, he says, you all are not asking the right questions. Come on, come Does on. Does he not? Yep, yep. And so this leads me to say, middle class, we must ask the right questions. You know, when they start doing the stimulus, what is the purpose behind it? Mm -hmm. Why are they doing it? Mm -hmm. When who decided everything was going to go digital? What was the purpose behind it? Yep. You know, initially the money was fine, but now all of a sudden everything is going digital. Why? What's behind it? So we need to be asking those questions and being becoming involved. Absolutely. So not, not letting this sneak up on us because right. that's exactly what's happening. They're feeding us a little bit at a time until they make the actual change. And once the change happens, you don't have a voice. Yeah. So wow, there was a time where they were talking about a government where the government was about to shut down. I mean, we don't have the money to pay everybody. The government's about to shut down. We hit COVID all, all of a sudden. We get trillions of dollars. We got trillions of dollars now. Yeah. But yeah, the people who don't see it are people who are right. blind to the reality of a system in place. Right. Those are clear indicators that something's wrong. Like, how do we not have money? Then all of a sudden, we have money. Not only do we have money, but we have more money on top of that money. Mm -hmm. Right. So where, like the question was asked, where's all that money coming from? Yeah. And it really speaks to the fact that there's an agenda in place that is now this is the thing. There's real people being hurt. And that's mm -hmm. the middle class. Yeah. And, the, and, and of course, you know, everybody middle class down is being hurt mm -hmm. until we take time to research and understand the issue and then right. use our voice and our power to speak to our government. It's never going to change. And it may be too late. That's all I'm saying. Can I, can I add something to that? Yeah. Every, everything, everything you said is spot on. Here, here's the problem. Here's the problem that I have. The problem that I have is we are being fooled into a political bias mm -hmm. for which questions should be asked, but mm -hmm. they don't. Because if you're a part of a, if your team is in office, you're not going to ask that question. All oh, right. But yeah, if, 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 if the other squad is in office, oh, you're going to jump over him like, mm -hmm. like, like stink on crap. Mm -hmm. yeah, you that's know, politics. That's, politics. that's the problem that we're having is that people who mm -hmm. should speak up are afraid because they don't want to rock the boat of their, of their political party, that's their political bias. That's it. That's and it. That, I and mean, that's we, it's, and that's on the surface is like a, we have seen cancel culture come out yeah. uh, in a way that we've never seen before in America. I've never seen this before in America. I mean, you might see one news anchor get in trouble for something crazy, you know, outside the studio and then they get fired because it goes public. But this what we're seeing now is unprecedented. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the attack is not just on, you know, relig the religious institution. It's anybody that has an opposing voice. Yeah. Um, it's being censored. And we've seen big tech now uh, in that we actually have now strayed away from the actual topic. And I don't want to get too far off topic, but that's uh does anybody have, have anything else before we move on to the next story? Yeah, I wanted to mention one thing, guys. This, you guys are bringing out some great areas that we uh, analyze, but there's two things, guys. If I could summarize this real quickly, there's two things that the 1% wants to do. First of all, don't mess with my money and don't mess with my power. Yeah. That's they're gonna they're gonna do whatever it takes to stay in that position, folks. They're gonna lie, cheat, change the procedure change the policy. You already know that they're changing policies, guys. They're talking right now about changing something else, I'm sure, as hey, we speak. That's, that is just that is just 
just what happens in the world. If all of us are in power, yeah, we have absolute power over our continent. There is no way we're letting that power go. There's no way. People will die before we let our power go. Matter of fact, not only will we not let our power go, but our children's children, children will not let that power go. We will fight through generations to maintain that power. So this is just a natural yeah. state of the human race. That's just what's happening. But Kevin, I wanted you to, uh, since we're talking about money, talk about what's happening with PayPal. Yeah, thank you so much, uh, Stephen. Uh, yeah, PayPal's crypto service will work. Will it work? Is the question. Uh, real quick, you know, Stephen, I had to bring up the fact that because uh, I wanted to see it myself. First of all, I had to define what cryptocurrency is. <laughs> that was the first thing. I said, what oh, is wow. cryptocurrency? Go. You know, I had to look at look it up real quick. So, real quick for not just me, but for everybody. Kind of, kind of had an idea, of course, but I didn't know what the definition was per se. So, cryptocurrency for everyone, a digital currency in which encryption techniques that's the key encryption tech this is technology right this is uh circuits and ones and zeros all in there uh techniques are used to regulate generations of units of currency that like the five cents the 10 cents the dollar the 20 dollar all that's going to be you know part of that and verify transfer of funds so that's, it's just basically taking the paper money and digitizing it in a different way operating independently of a central bank so that's going to be exciting so right now. See, this is another indicator, guys, when PayPal and anybody else, but PayPal gets involved in crypto. That means there's something else going to happen because yeah. they're not going to jeopardize your business going out of business or losing any revenue. So uh, real quick, uh, this is we got a lot. This is a big story. So I'm just going to go summarize it real quickly to give you some idea. I'm just going to go right down the list uh, on some of the questions that came up. Which virtual currencies is PayPal going to support? Uh, basically, cash, Bitcoin, uh, Ethereum, and Bit, uh, and uh, cash and lift and lit, uh, Litecoin. Excuse me. Now, the reason why I want to mention that real quickly because there's stock in this area potentially. So I just want to throw that out there. We need to look at the stock in that area right now and get some stock if you can. Second one: What crypto services will be offered exactly? Uh, to begin with, the account holder will be able to buy, hold, and sell cryptocurrencies, just like you do on the stock market, right? So again, I want to just encourage us to get smart you know learn about this as much as you can don't necessarily say you have to buy any but we're just saying get a smart understand what's going on in the marketplace the other one came up guys it was really nice is this going to be available for everyone not initially not going to be available for everybody so guess what guys america only a few people are going to get the best apple pie slice first incredible why are we surprised about that uh, yeah, don't be surprised. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And uh, so last but not least, how much will PayPal charge crypto transactions? Basically, it's going to be a fee. <laughs> going to be a fee, guys, because they got to make money, just like we sure. talk about the music, right? All sure. that's going to flip, guys. We just got to be ahead of that curve as much as we can for businesses, for opportunity, for stock. And, there, and last but not least, uh, what are the pros and cons of PayPal using the uh, crypto? Basically, it's going to be people going to be in and out of the market. Some are going to lose money. Some are going to make money. So we just got to pay attention. I think Stephen and everybody mentioned it. We just got to get smart. That's all. We got to read. We got. You can't read everything, of course, but we're talking about just get knowledgeable of what this is and how it affects you. Because, see, I'm in the stock market, so I want to know how is this going to affect my stock in the future. So right. we got to just be be smart about the information. So we want. I want you all to learn. That's what I'm going to get at. I want you all to learn. Learn as much as you can in this area and get help. 
talk. I am not uh, a, a economist or a CPA. I got a CPA who can help me out in that area, but find out people who know about this stuff even more. And like Brother ATS says, ask the right question. All right. So when you're talking about learning, I'm glad you said that's a great segue to ATS, because yeah. if you want to learn about cryptocurrency, we teach that. So make sure that you go to ATS yeah. and uh, and look at what we offer. We do offer classes on uh, Bitcoin and, and all of that as well. So uh, does it, now let's talk about this. How many of you don't even know anything about Bitcoins? Just just a poll. Raise your hand. All right. How many of you prior to this conversation? We're not interested in buying any stock in any kind of thing like that prior to this, prior to this conversation. Right. Okay. So now I want to ask you a question. We're going to go to, we're going to go to Adrian. Adrian, now that you heard what Kevin said about this opportunity, let's just say you had all the money you needed. Would you want to look into investing in Bitcoin? Yes, you would have to. Yeah. Yeah. If that's I a, had money, if I had the money, I would yeah. have to. Because if you had the money that Kevin had, what'd you do? What'd you say? If Kevin lent you his wallet, would you invest some money? Of course. Okay. I would have to. Yeah. Because, because of the fact that this is going to be that new thing, mm -hmm. you would have to. Yeah. Even, even if you, like, I didn't know anything about it maybe two or three weeks ago. Right. But since everything has been, we've been talking about it more and more, and now this is about the third or fourth Mexit story that I've heard about it. So it's just, it's just like me and everyone else in the middle class. This is a brand new language. Like this whole cryptocurrency thing is a whole new language. The difference is, what we have to understand is that the children that are growing up now this is their language. They know this financial stuff. If you actually listen to like the millennials today speaking on the Bitcoin and how much is what and who's got what, like I'm just like sitting there like, so yeah, if I if if the opportunity came, which it does have to come because you actually have to go make that hyper opportunity. Cause like I'm I'm like Miss Maxine said. We, we really, like it says, my people suffer from the lack of knowledge. Right. We do. We okay. really do. And All we right. act Let's... as if we don't even care so that it can just keep going. But in a second, she's right. We're going to look up. It's already going to be past tense. You're going to try to go get in it. You're not even going to have an opportunity to get in it. It's already going to be closed up. They've already gone moved on. And, you know. All right. Well, look, so musicians, save your pennies when the opportunity comes so you can go ahead and jump up in there uh vicky yeah. vicky what is your thoughts on cryptocurrency uh i don't honestly i don't really have any thoughts on cryptocurrency i don't really engage in the stock market i mean i know it's a thing that middle class folks do okay uh, yeah right. sorry so no no at the people's congress we want honesty and transparency we thank you for your honesty because i am with you on that quite honestly uh, I haven't been paying attention until I got to ATS. And now I'm like, wait a minute, maybe I need to look at this thing and take a course on it. So at least I can understand what's happening and what's coming, because that's what we have to do is empower ourselves uh, so that we can make sure we take care of our families as we move forward. All right. So let's move on to Elon Musk, my man, Elon Musk. Mm -hmm. news again. All right, Marquise, what you got? 
Yes, Mr. Musk is in the news once again. Uh, Elon Musk is, uh, <clears throat> he says his Starlink satellite system should be fully mobile by the end of 2021. And if what? people don't know what the Starlink, the Starlink system is, the Starlink system is a group of satellites that's going to provide internet service throughout the entire planet. Broadband. That's going to be fantastic. And somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but that sounds pretty good. That's that sounds pretty good. That um, sounds pretty good. But you know, I always come at it as an at, at an angle. Yeah, there's a catch. There, there's, for me, there's always a catch because right. I try to, I try to ask questions. Now, of course, this Starlink system when they when they shoot rockets up into into the sky, we we no longer hear about space junk. No, we no longer hear about how much traffic it's out there in in, in space. In the not so distant past, maybe twenty years ago, we were we were concerned about debris flying in space. Yeah, old satellites falling out of old there. satellites and breaking yeah. apart, and thus you can't you ultimately encase yourself in the planet because it's too much trash. But we don't hear anything about that. But but still, my concern about this Skylink system is that is it only internet? No, it's got to be surveillance. It's all kind of things up on them satellites. You know that. Since since nine eleven, we've been in a in, in a surveillance state. I mean, pardon me if you see a tinfoil hat appear on my head, but since since nine eleven, we've we've entered into that state where everybody's watching everybody else, and yeah. this is starting to look more and more like Skynet on the Terminator than anything else, <laughs> and. And and really, and that's what it's looking like. And when, when we're talking about cryptocurrency, you're talking about cashless, cashless society. And then you talk about the, the Starlink, which it flies in low orbit. When you when you when you put uh, uh, readers on people, you can actually identify people with the type of reader that they're going to have imprinted on their skin. And you could probably get that from a, from low orbit. They're already so, doing that in China, so that's they, yeah. Yes, they are. And so, and so, even though uh, Elon Musk, this this thing is is, is fantastic. Um, I don't know if anybody has ever seen a launch. Um, the the technology that they're using is is pretty awesome. It's amazing to see uh, a, a you know a rocket break off and then you know a whole train comes out of this thing and it goes for miles and they're all in unison. Following one another across the uh, across the sky. If you've never seen it, you're missing a spectacle. However, for me, it's it's of concern with everything in tech, AI, and all of that. You have to be concerned because they're going to replace you right. sooner or later. If they're not going to replace you, yeah. they're going to monitor you. And so I'll go ahead and end with that. I'll take my ten four hat off <laughs> okay. with the triple chin strap snap. I'll take it <laughs> off now. Oh, no, no, that, that's right on point, Kevin. What you got? Hey, real quick, I just looked up, uh, I wanted to look up to see how much debris was around the planet. It's about 24,000 pieces of, of debris, not including the satellites. So uh, that's another 8,000 satellites up there somewhere. But uh, yeah. a lot of debris up there. For, I'm just trying to figure out how they, how they space that stuff so it don't hit each other all the time. You know, it's amazing. <laughs> Synchronous uh, orbits, but, but still, there's an issue of something malfunctions, you know, yeah. that's going to be an issue because yeah. it's going to be a... Um, Domino effect. One thing hits right. another thing, and then it's a it's a problem. If, if if you've ever seen the movie Gravity with yeah. Sandra Bullock, yeah, 
that is yeah. the prime example yeah. of what one right. little nut flying mm-hmm. in the opposite direction of everybody else. Right. One little that's one problem. And it's 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 yeah catastrophic. Right. Absolutely. I'm glad yeah. you mentioned that. You know, one thing, Stephen, I had to mention, guys, is the education part. You know, we've got to get our young people understanding that this is available to them because the, somebody's got to repair that stuff, folks. Somebody's got to run that stuff. You know, people don't live forever. Uh, Mr. Musk is going to die one day, like all of us, right? So the point is, we want our young people to understand that they can be exposed to this type of technology. They can build their own rockets if they want to do that. They're that smart. They can do their own rockets if they want to do that. So the point is, again, it's education so we can keep up. Now, obviously, everything's not going to be perfect. We understand that. But again, I want my granddaughter, great, great granddaughter, at least have a shot at that opportunity to go to Mars, you know, if that's what they want to do. So that's what we're talking about. So they're, they're going to take people that are qualified, ladies and wow. gentlemen. And it's not even the racism thing. If you qualify to do this, we're going to hire you. <laughs> Very simple. So we want our people, we want folks to be qualified. And I think that's one of the keys we have to bring up is education and make sure and exposure to what's available to them. Well, all I got to say is the next five, 10, 15 years is going to be uh, something to see. Yeah. Uh, and, we, and, and we got a front row seat, people. I just want to let y'all know <laughs> you, in, in this world, you have a front row seat and you want to see it coming when it happens. This That's is, right. It's rolling out across the planet. Um, let's go ahead and jump to uh, Adrian. Adrian, uh, what, what's happening with the, the strong legal ground, uh, U.S. businesses on strong legal ground? Well, what had happened is they decide that they have enough, well, I guess they have the onus or the right now to say that they want people to be vaccinated and they want people to, it's almost like a, like a passport. What they did was they adopted how it, how they said when you leave in the country and you're coming into the country, we want to show that you have proof that you've been vaccinated or or that you show no symptoms. And so they've adopted it to the point where now if you're a private business and this is what you believe that you need to do to, you you can mandate it now that your employees have to be vaccinated. Um, I, I Right, Marcus, you're laughing because that's like major, major faux pas right rule. Like what? That ain't supposed to happen. However, we've been... I don't want to say strong armed, but because of the fear and everything else that's going on with all of these stories, now they have the right to say that we want to make sure that you are vaccinated. So we want to see your proof. So in order for you to go into stadiums and well, big venues, I can understand it, I guess, because it's a more of a safety precaution. And I guess you would have to go get your vaccine because you wanted to go to the game. I guess it so it's different with the venues as opposed to the private businesses, because if I work with you and, you know, I'm wearing my mask, I've been wearing my mask. Everything is here. We're essential workers. We've never stopped working. But now all of a sudden you're going to come up with this mandate that I have to actually now show proof of the fact that I've been vaccinated in order for you to continue to pl- employ me. It, 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 you, you starting to deal with people's rights now, you know, and it's almost like, but you would think that the EEOC would step in 
And what happened was, I guess people were going to the EEOC and EEOC said, no, they have the right to do this because of the way that the pandemic is and because of the severity of it. If they are private owned, they have the right to do it. And I think mm -hmm. the only way that you can stop it is uh, religion. If it's, you know, if it's uh, against your religion or it's something really medical. Mm. I was just gonna ask. I was gonna ask if you knew if it was. Is it just? Is it private? Is it everybody? Is it just for specific like groups, like the medical industry, the education, the in entertainment? Is it every every private business? It just, says, it just says private business. Like they're giving they're giving the right to the person, whoever the establishment is. They have the right to actually make this mandate. The the difference is. When you go deeper into it, you can see that the White House is opposing it. So the White House is saying that you can't really do that to the people. However, the EEOC is the equal opportunity. Employment. People. Right. So, yeah. They are the ones that really would be if you if if I was at work and I was I feel like I was violated I would go to the EEOC but they are the ones that are saying that it's okay for the job to do it because okay. let me tell you I think it would be safe I think it would be safe okay let me tell you about mm -hmm. look at this look at this if any other agency did that the only place we could go for protection is the EEOC right Right. So now it is the EOC saying you have to do it, which means you have no one to go to. Right. You see that? Right. So I don't care what the White House is saying. I don't. I don't. If, if President Biden does not want this to happen, he's the president. He can stop that from happening. There's no. I can't do anything. They're the EOC. The EOC ain't nobody. They're nobody. They're employees of the state and federal government. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what they have to do, what they're told. Now, if there's laws in place, those laws have just hit the books because it used to be protect the people. Right. Now protection is being removed, so we haven't been informed that the laws have changed. Right. Right. If they change, they changed recently without us knowing for a reason. Yeah. For a reason. And that's yeah. what that's what I'm saying about not being sheeple. We are educated people with our eyes wide open here at Mexico. And this mm -hmm. stuff is concerning. I you might yeah, have on my phone tonight. I'm a little different tonight. Yeah. I'm getting upset <laughs> that this plan is yeah. affecting I, what I see it. What I see it like is what I see it like is our our the People's Congress. We're located in one county in a in a state, right? Let's just say we're all in one county state. What mm -hmm. I see every time we do a broadcast, counties on the outside are getting attacked by different things, and it's slowly coming closer to where we are. Mm -hmm. That's what's happening, mm -hmm. and it's it's a systematic strategy, mm -hmm. and it's the and it's also a diversionary tactic. Mm -hmm. Hey, look over here. This is what's happening, but really the problem is over here. Mm -hmm. So people exactly. are being misled by news, by media, just right. by so much, and this stuff is happening, and yeah. no one is stopping it. This is the other thing. No one is stopping it. Right. Why is it okay for the EOC to tell us? What we can do with our right. bodies, right? When it used to be, if someone, in, if an employer came in and said, "Look, I want everybody to stop drinking Pepsi," right? We only drink Sprite in here, right? And you said, "Well, I'm allergic to Sprite." They said, "We don't care," right? We're all drinking Sprite. Then you could go and file a claim, okay? Right. That's abuse. I, you know, I'm allergic to Sprite. Yeah. 
right? Something as simple as that you can deal with. But now this, mm -hmm. why is it now passports are being pushed by the very agency that was supposed to protect? Right. That's that's a good point too, uh, guys. This is so important, so important that we pay attention to what is going on. But also, guess what, guys? What Stevens is bringing out? We gotta read, right? We gotta read stuff. I'm gonna use one one employer that I, I'm. I was it was patient driven, you know, where I had to be around patients, and I had to waive my right to get the flu shot. But it was religious reasons for that. For that. But the point is, I had to understand what the policy and procedures were, and not say, oh, well, I didn't know. Uh, yeah. They're supposed to tell you up front. You know, they need to tell you. I would say, don't get the job if, if you know. But like brother uh, uh, Antonio was saying, you got to ask the right questions. But you got to know what questions to ask, and that's why we're here. All right, encourage you. Let's get into that, Mexican. Let's go ahead. We're gonna do, we're gonna we're gonna put our think tank together because this is a problem. So let's see if the People's Congress can come up with a solution tonight for this problem. Now, how many of you agree that this passport thing can become a problem? By a show of hands, how many of you agree? All right, so we got about half. Oh, oh, okay, pretty much everybody. I mean, anything can be abused. We, we right. know that. Anything can be abused, right? right. Um, and at this point, it looks very innocent, you know, until we start hearing cases of, you know, these things happening, right? The question is, what can be done to protect the middle class from, for, because there's people who are all about vaccines. They want to get a passport. They're like, I'm okay. I want to do that. Yeah, I want to travel. Others who are saying, no, I'm not getting the vaccines. I have my reasons mm -hmm. and I don't want no passport. Right. I don't want people you right. know, checking me like this is some, some you know, Gestapo stuff happening over here. No, right. we're not a concentration camp. We're not doing that. Yeah. In America, it used to be you had choices, but now it sounds like they're trying to take that away big. So that's why um, I don't know. I, I don't know if you were here or not, but that's why I asked Adrian. I was like, is it all private businesses or is it some private businesses? Because, like, for example, I work with children. So, like, you have to like there's like you have to check off whether or not you've had a TB test in the past couple of years. I mean, there's just some standards where if you're going to be in large populations and groups of people where they can go and spread, you know, mass infection disease everywhere. I mean, there's some standards in place for a reason. Right. Um, but like, is this point blank across for every profession? Um, because I think that that's where the issue is. I mean, if you're going to be in a large event space, if you're going to work with children, if you're going to be in the medical field, mm -hmm. if you're going to work with um, older adults and, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. stuff like that, it's like, you know, just yeah. like, hey, you got to check off the TB test. We've had that done. Um, you know, there might need to be some changes. But I mean, point blank right. for every business. I mean, does every business deal with the same sort of. Nope. And when it comes no, down they to don't. that, when it comes down to that question. You can guarantee that it's going to be every business, every organization, and every foundation, like everybody. They're going to roll it probably to the massive companies first that they have influence over because they're the, they're the early adopters. They're part of the whole system. You know, all of our people, you know, we want to do this. We stand behind the whole movement. You know, shut up. So then they're going to get there. They're going to do that, but they're going to be the ones on the forefront getting the benefit of, you know, that's why we get all the funding from the government because we're in compliance. You guys aren't in compliance. Right. But then the small business owner, by the time it hits them, they won't have a choice. Why? Because the bigger companies would have already implemented it well, in the space. Marquise, what you got? They've already done that. They've already done that. When COVID came out, they wiped out all of the mom and pops, and which which is amazing because Walmart stayed open. I mean, you got people, you got a thousand people in Walmart, and but it stayed open. The mom mm -hmm. and pops got shut down. And what happens is um, because people don't want to <laughs> lose their jobs, they will fall into compliance instead of challenging 
and defeating this, they fall into compliance because number one, they're not unified. Mm -hmm. That's the biggest problem that we have. We're not unified. And then two, we're not getting the right information about COVID. We're not getting the right information. It's all a farce. Yeah. I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. There's some issue. However, I've noticed that, you know, the, the common cold, the, the regular flu, we ain't hearing nothing about it. No, Why not? Not, right. yet. not and yet. So, and so, again, this falls down to people are not asking the right questions. They're not demanding yeah. the answers. Yeah. And, and the people who should be asking those questions are going into the system quiet. Are getting paid to be quiet. Or getting paid. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and I, I will talk about the media and, and I will even talk about the churches. I'm not going to talk about it here, but everybody has their role to play and we're being played right now. I'll shut up. All right. So those, wow. those discussions that Marquise just mentioned will be on the People's Congress show after the show. You have to be a member in order to get into that room. But we can talk about that. All right. Does anybody else have something they want to say about that? I do. I do. Yeah, Maxine, come on. <laughs> you know, I'm just sitting back here again, yeah. observing and I'm listening. And yeah. think about everything that we've been talking about these last couple of times is always about the process. It's always about the system. It's always about the steps in which they're taking. They're taking them slowly, evenly, a little at a time so that you're not aware of what they are doing, whether it comes to crypto, whether it comes to the, the vaccine. I am one that allergic to preservatives. Oh yeah. I have to know every every ingredient that's in this vaccine. Right. I mean, even with the flu shot, I've always done that. And with my doctor, they have to pull out the literally the paperwork to show me every ingredient that's in anything that I, they're getting ready to inject in my body because I know what it could cause. And so you're talking about the EEO not being in favor of those who cannot take the vaccine. Well, you got the American Disability Act, you know, ADA. I would not be able to, I might not be able to take this, neither any of the vaccines. Once I look at all the ingredients mm -hmm. and are they going to then determine that if I'm forced to take this vaccine and then I end up losing my life? Yeah. Then what? Oh, yeah, but they have laws in place. They have laws in place that's not going to protect me from that or my family. Well, they actually said that they no one the EEOC is excluding you. Right. If you oh, if you are condition, so yeah you can't yeah you can't discriminate against disability you can't discriminate on the disability if you're a disability or the religious or if it's against your religion you still have the right to say no however so that gets right back to what we, now you're gonna so get shame right so that gets back to what we've been talking about is being aware so you have to understand what your rights are and who is falling into those categories. And if you don't do that, then what you just said, you're being brainwashed and mm -hmm. you're going to walk right into it and you're going right. to do what they want you to do because you are complying to what they want, but you're not thinking about yourself and everything right. that I do, I have to think about how is this going to affect me and my body? Mm -hmm. And every, I mean, let's face it, middle class, we have to start being observant, we have to talk to one another. We have to pass the information on. We cannot just sit on it. We have to start talking to our family members, our neighbors, our coworkers. We have to continue to make everybody aware of what's going on. And we don't know all the rights, but at least awareness, we have to start there. 
Come on. Absolutely. Come on. That's, that's a mention moment right there. Let's give oh. it up. Let's give it up. Come on now. All right, Telly, you got something on this? We're to give you a drop or something. I like that, Vicky. I like yeah. that. You're going to have to give her the hand. <laughs> All right, Telly. A couple of questions. So there are a number of things. But I do wonder about, um, you know, private businesses um, and really, because whenever I think of private businesses, I'm automatically thinking about small businesses mm -hmm. and really, you know, respecting their right to run the businesses how right. they choose to. However, with this vaccine, it's a different type of process. I mean, completely different type of process. I have a family member um, actually uh, who was required to be vaccinated. Mm -hmm. um, and the reasons which they were provided were bogus is what I'm going to say. Mm -hmm. And then the vaccine ended up um, sending them into the hospital. Mm -hmm. But again, because of the laws in place, right. you can't come oh, you can't come against. Right. You know, for the provider of right. that vaccine. Right. So now right. you're strong arming, as we mentioned earlier, you're strong arming people to get a vaccine. Right. And again, for the position this person is in, they're not around the public. Mm. They're in the back. But according to this company, you are required. And it doesn't make sense. And because, as we spoke about earlier, fear is a great mobilizer. It mobilizes people to do things that they generally wouldn't do. Not asking questions. You know, well, generally you would ask questions, but you're not asking questions. This vaccine is supposed to, like, be the end-all, be-all when there's people people out here dying from COVID, but people definitely out here dying from this vaccine. Come and on now. It's things that we're not talking about. And yeah. so, to, with these vaccine passports, God forgive me, but I got a little cricket machine, and it <laughs> makes little... It makes different things. I, I might, I might be out here selling vac uh, passport, vaccine passport. Call <laughs> at me, thirty dollars. Got you. You gonna sell fake passports? <laughs> I'm not. If I'm talking to any, look, you got this American way. Yeah, do what listen, you got to do. Hey, listen, but, I know yeah. people. I'm sorry. I, I, I know people right now. Right now, I know people right now with fake documents. Oh, that's going to happen. I mean, it is America. So you I, know was, what? I was going to say, and that is the truth of the matter, because at yes. the end of the day, who is telling the truth about they got the vaccine? Who is telling you that they didn't? Who is really telling you that they've been sick? Who is telling you that they don't feel well? Like, you know what I mean? Because now you got so much going on. It's like you go into a place and you just happen to sneeze or cough. You oh, look like you got the whole oh, oh, yeah. But uh, that's a go. real thing. I mean, I'm not going to take a vaccine myself, but if you cough or sneeze around me and my family, you will have an issue. Mm -hmm. I mean, especially if you don't have a mask on. People ready to fight you because of the fact that you sneeze and they'll cough. Yeah, right. And it's like, so yeah. it's the shame is already yeah. there. So yeah. now you want me to brand my my card? Like, and, and, and on, I would say, not even on anybody's defense. But they got this mess because states had mm -hmm. already, like New York, mm -hmm. Como, they mm -hmm. had people that had volunteered to do this stuff. Oh, yeah, sure. this is IBM. This is IBM. New York is the Como right. and them have done this. This right. is this is their thing. This yeah. is the thing that says, but see what happened was I think it was because remember when it first started, nothing was moving. And so it was like you needed to pass to be able to move. Mm -hmm. Like, because like, at one time when everything was shut down on certain highways, if you oh, didn't yeah. have the if you didn't have the right material credentials, you shouldn't even be on the highway. Yeah, they're like so, down the streets. For real. Yeah. 
to be yeah. getting these fake credentials to just be able to move and have a piece of so-called what you call normalcy mm -hmm. because we're not in it. Like you're living, it, it's, right. it's, it's really bad. So let me, you you what, let me tell you what happened today in Canada. So there's a report in Canada that, that in West Canada, there's an outbreak of COVID, just, you know, it's an outbreak. Uh, and so what they've now done is they have locked their citizens down. Like nobody can go nowhere. You better not be on the streets, like nowhere. Um, and this is the thing, unless you have um, have been vaccinated and that is something they can verify, mm -hmm. you can't even come out like grocery store, right. like nowhere. Right. Right. When you have a situation where, like they said, never let a tragedy go unwasted. When you have when you have a government that's willing to do whatever they need to do in order to stay in power and maintain yeah. power, yeah. it's always the people that suffers. And it's always the people in the middle and lower class that suffers mm -hmm. and mostly women and children and elderly because mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. they're the easy targets like men of all races will rise up mm -hmm. like i gotta feed my family so you know right. we coming for you y'all coming at us we coming for you we got to get our food right but i think what's happening is they're trying to structure it so that slowly they're taking the power away so mm -hmm. that you don't even feel it right and then like you said it'll be a situation once they yeah. spring it that's the frog. That's the frog mentality, there, bro. Turn that frog up. And they talked about this on the report. They said we've already locked down the highways. We've yeah. created bottlenecks. Yeah. And they yeah. already said there's no. You're not going to be escaping and getting around nowhere. Right. So that's what I'm concerned about because we've seen that happen here when yeah. COVID first hit. Everything got locked down. You know, it's amazing how you didn't see any cops in your neighborhoods before. Right. Like, where's a cop when something happens? There's no cops. Where the cops? But now all of a sudden we got enough police everywhere and then the military has been pulled in yeah. to handle entire states. I thought we were under undermanned. I mean, what happened? How did that all that happen? Right. Mm -hmm. So there's a there's a real issue that yeah. we got to look at. And we got to be able to come up yeah. with a solution for the people. Stephen, one thing I wanted to mention real quick, because I was looking for the uh, what's the takeaway for from this area anyway, not to not to conclude it. But the takeaway is business plan. Come up with a business plan to solve the problem. And then go get certified and you get all the business if that's what you want in this if you want to get a, a, a passport or whatever you want to but get certified for that get the business plan presented to the right people get the business and keep it moving that's what they did with the marijuana folks with the cbd same thing all of that they did the same thing. they got certified they got the contracts now they're in business there's no reason why we can't do the same thing to help protect people because we want to have the right documents and know that they're Valid okay. that can be checked out. But that can be a the reason plan. why you can't do it, Kevin. The reason why is because this is the government's plan, and you're not the government. So I don't care what business plan you come up with, present it. If it's against the government, you're not getting. Well, that's true. Yeah, that's true. yeah. If it's against the government, yeah, you got to work with the system within right. your ethics, of course. But the point is, if you want to make a business plan out of it, if they're looking for somebody to take this over, why not us to take it over? That's now. That's a good point. We got to figure well, out a solution that we can handle like and that we can mobilize without yeah. the government. Yeah. Then it's a real solution. Marquise, what you got? My my question has always been, um, what is going to happen? I think I think Maxine had had this situation earlier when when the concern was if you can't get the vaccine for any number of reasons. What's going to happen to you if 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 you don't show your papers um, and you can see what's going to happen? Yeah. You're going you're gonna to be peer pressured. That's happening now into getting a vaccine. 
you will not, if you don't get it, you will not be able to uh, participate in commerce. You will yeah. not be able to buy or sell without the mark. Oh, with, <clears throat> without this vaccine. Got it. There are people who are concerned yeah. because they're trying to get the vaccine, but they're they're distributing it in such a way that is preventing uh, millennials and, and, and younger people from getting to it in an easy way, which is why they're coming up with their own solution. They're like, look, we're going to figure this thing out. You can't stop us. You know, and I think that's something that we really got to look at is, you know, what do we do to protect the people? If Maxine can't take the vaccine, well, I can they it. make her a scapegoat. That's they make her a scapegoat. So I right, break that down. They'll make what her feel mean? bad. They'll make her. They'll 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 oust her out. They'll make her feel bad. And then the same thing that that's why, like you said, Steve, the EEOC is going to have to back up off of how big they feel about it because they're going to be they're going to have to be a non-biased partisan in it because. When it does happen, they are going to shut Maxine down. They are going to say that she's not allowed to do this or that because of the fact that she took a took the right to not take a vaccine. But that's like that's when the EEOC needs to be called because you know what I mean. But they, I guess, they would have to still support her because of the fact that she has rights. Well, see, this is the thing. There, there. This is the thing. I'm realizing now I had no idea when we started the People's Congress that it would cause me to feel the way I'm feeling right now. Um, Amen. I'm Amen. Like I want to protect my people, but the way this is rolling out, the question is, what can you really do about it? Because if you said, well, I'm going to vote, I'm going to really, because, you know, voting never it's more than that. that. <clears throat> yes, more than that. Never really changed this. This, this yeah. is the start of what we need yeah. to do. This is yeah. right here, just having the real conversations. So that it can come across somebody's ear, because believe it or not, contrary to popular demand, half of the world is only watching people get shot in the street, and they believe that that is all that's going on. Mm -hmm. And every time that there's a murder, every time yeah. that there's something bad going on, all yeah. they're doing is wooing is me, and they are back down into the badness of where we are in this. Everything else that's happening, the things mm -hmm. that are going to deal with us in our future, we are not even seeing it because of the distractions of demise mm -hmm. that we are being able to be mm -hmm. put in front mm -hmm. of. So we look as if we're not going to live for another yeah. four days, yeah. let alone another four years. You All know right, what so I mean? This, so, so, so this so is the thing that I was now, trying to, So this, this is the thing that I was trying to get my mind around this to say earlier, mm -hmm. was that, you know how the saying how art imitates life? Art mm -hmm. imitates life. Mm -hmm. But if you think about it, We've seen movies about this stuff. Yeah, I was going to think All about these about stories that. we're talking about. Yep. They're, they're like plots yeah. yeah. and movies. Yeah. Yeah. And it's almost as if those who have, and I ain't going to talk about The Simpsons, but it's almost like those who have the plan, the book, the playbook, mm -hmm. has distributed parts of it to producers and said, Look, put that in your movie. Mm -hmm. Because we got to get the, the, the public ready for this mm -hmm. kind of, like, for example, Enemy of the State with Will Smith. You guys saw Enemy of the State, Will Smith, mm -hmm. right? Exactly. The same I saw that movie and I was like, "Are you serious? Like, are they?" Or, or the one that had um, the firm, the firm with yeah. uh, what's his name? Like, they had the whole house bug. And like, mm -hmm. the, the ability for the government to be to to put a plan in place where the people mm -hmm. don't even know 
Right. That there's a plan. Like it's right. happening all around us. It's like right. a whole different kind of reality until right. you get a glimpse of it. And you go, what? Wait a minute, what was that? What was that? Yeah. And then you see it. Yeah. And you're like, has that always been that? Yeah, the, the system that's in place is monitoring, yeah. manipulating, yeah. and it's causing people to be fractured so that they right. don't come together. Right. So that's the challenge for, and that's the challenge that we're taking on here at the People's Conference. Yeah. And we're yeah, trying to bring the people together, the middle class together, so we all yeah. it, like yeah. the Hebrews did in Egypt. Yeah. out of Egypt, right? So that's yeah. what we're trying to do. We're trying to get the people out of out yeah. of the bondage yeah. that has been built up for years. So, <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and it's a challenge, but you know what? We can rise to the occasion. Absolutely. As long as collectively we have these kind of conversations, we'll yeah. be able to bring out what's true, and then yeah. we can empower you to make decisions for your family, and you'll be able to exit at the same time. Stephen, right, that's, that's powerful, Stephen. I, I had to mention this real quick, guys, because we have the power to change it for those who understand what I'm saying here. Because we yeah. have we're talking another level here. But it's so important that we understand that we have to not be afraid. I want to make sure we have a takeaway from this, not to be afraid, but to be knowledgeable of what's going on, because really it's all been predicted, to be honest with you folks. It's been predicted. You see well, it. Yeah. I've been I, I've been seeing stuff that I never thought I would see in my life. Yeah, I know. So yeah, exactly. Well, let's let's go I to Matt King. Matt King. No, the only other thing I was gonna wait, 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 wait. what'd you say? What'd you say, Adrian? No, I was going to say when you when we finish, let me the the millennials are the ones that you really yeah. need to ask this question to, because they we watch movies like you're saying we watch movies to be entertained. When they start watching movies, they're watching movies and they were seeing and hearing the different things that were already involved in. And I only know that because like the same like the same movies that you're talking about, even from down to the Matrix. When I watched The Matrix, it was just a really good movie. I just, you know, I, I didn't realize all of it. But now with dealing with ATS and the way Antonio breaks down The Matrix, it was almost like, wow, I've been sitting under a cloud of just being entertained for a mm -hmm. long time. Because if you never knew that you needed to be watching out for the actual key of how to make it, you know, what was the survival tactic to get out? You know, like when I never watched I Am Legend. When it comes down to it, your body's the battery that fuels the system. That's what that's the whole deal. That's the whole deal. So uh, but Maxine, let's go to Maxine and talk about the go ahead. Oh, I was going to add a little bit. I'm not going to totally change the subject to what you all are talking about. But we talk about the trickle effect, right? What about all these updates to our computers, to our telephones? Every time mm. we're running around, there is an update. We have no idea what's in those updates. What information are they planting and what information are they receiving? It's still the same thing. There is a trickle effect a little bit at a time until they get us where they want us to be. You know, the sad thing, the sad thing, this is a sad thing. This is, this is just sad. The easiest way to take power from people is to ask them to give it away. Now, let me tell you what that looks like. That looks like my family bringing Google Home devices into my house. Right. And we starting to have, you know, Google, what's, you know, hey, Google, what's this? What's that? What's this? And we're having fun with it. Right. And a year later, I'm sitting at my computer and I'm talking on a Zoom call and the Google activates and starts talking to me. I didn't say, hey, Google, nothing. Right. But the point is, it's always listening. Right. And you know what else is listening? 
your yeah. phone. Your phone is always right. listening, always yeah. with you. Yeah. So you're right. This technology is now invasive and it's in the place where we you if you try to detach from technology, you have to right. go electricity. Yeah. That's the only way. Yeah. It's all about the data, guys. I'm gonna tell you, it's all about the data. Period. And do you know it's in the it's in the cable box. Yeah, that's when it started when they made you change that when they said that there's no longer digital cable and there was no more analogs, mm -hmm. everything was digital. Yep, that's when the they stopped it from the enemy of the state. From the mm -hmm. enemy of the state, they could only see you from the top. Mm, that absolutely. was they could only go from the satellite that was above your head. So then they got rid of that. And now yeah. all of a sudden, everybody has a cable box. Not only did it bring you into the house, but then it brought you eye level because now your cable box is sitting there. So now they can scan it and see exactly what's going on. They hear right. your conversation. Look, <laughs> I like the one that says, I'm sorry, I didn't quite hear you. Right. Mm -hmm. Everyone yeah. stops. Like, <laughs> yeah. Y'all remember the iRobot download? They did. Oh. iRobot. Remember that download? They did all the robots simultaneously. All right, look, and that's, that's a real I thing. Tell, I now. tell everybody if your light turns red, don't. If your light, if you got an eye and your light is blue, you're good. The second that thing turns red, better you destroy. better watch out because <laughs> I've right. seen that movie. So you let me might tell you. Not act like you let me tell you what happened today. So today it came out that the um, well, first off, I wanted to say that the 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 country that misuses technology more than any other country is China. All right, China. It came out today that the um, the the CEO of China is hosting a um, a um, a virtual call to talk about this how secure Zoom is. He's the Zoom CEO. How secure Zoom is, and talk about the you know where they're going, the direction they're going. Right. Think about this. The country that's the highest violator of, of technology is is China. And Zoom is a China produced product. It's a Chinese produced product. Do you think they are not listening to every conversation that's been going across their platform? Yeah. I mean, this is, I mean, we already in America know that, right. you know, the keywords that you're saying to your phone that will trigger the FBI and CIA to come right. get you. Right. right. So, so that's a real thing. Yeah. But China, China's a trip, boy, because everybody's using Zoom. I mean, people using Google Meet and stuff like that right. too, but. The majority of people are using Zoom and, and for right. business. So a lot of business information is going out right. and they're catching it. I don't know how they're going to use it, but it's a fact. Yeah. Listen, all of us, we all know as grassroots organizers, we can't be meeting over Zoom. We can't be meeting over Google Meet. We can't be meeting with even even necessarily with our cell phones in the same room sometimes. So yeah. you listen, have we, we, we got to do it. Analog style. We got to yeah, do it yeah, analog right, style. So we're gonna what we're gonna do here at the People's Congress. If you're just not watching, we're gonna have Mexit uh, walkie-talkies, and they're gonna be secure satellite walkie-talkies. Marquise is gonna get us a whole crate full of those things. And if you want one, just let us know. We'll get it to you. All right. So Maxine, let's talk about colon cancer. What's going on with colon cancer? Oh my gracious! There are six silent symptoms of colon cancer. Now pay attention. All right. Write these down. One, the first one is going to be weight loss. Pay attention to your body losing weight when you know you're not on a diet. Mm. As, as the, not that that's the only thing. Next, your abdominal pain, bloating consistently. Next, anemic. 
that means your blood count is low. You know, you need to make sure that you do your annual checkups with your doctor. The next thing is a change in your stool. It could be, you know, from runny to inconsistent to the change of color. So there's so many things you need to be watching out for. And then exhaustion. Are you always tired? Mm. Even if you're taking your vitamins and you still find yourself exhausted. Are you sleeping too long? And not just because you, if you had the eight hours of sleep and you still need more, pay attention. And then last night sweats. I know us women at one point in life, we're going to have those, right. but as a man, you could very well have them. So pay attention. If they're unusual, they're excessive. The well, most I get, I get day sweats when, when, I, when we talk about the government. So I know I, I, know, I know that's right. But one of the things that I always tell when I'm talking about diabetes and I use that platform just for a health, holistic health measurements, but I always say, Know your body better than your doctor. And these are the things that you need to take into consideration. Don't ignore them because you colon cancer is something that can be prevented mm -hmm. and caught at an early stage. So you need to go in and have those annual examinations and don't mm -hmm. ignore these symptoms. So I don't know what does what does the colon do? The colon, well, you know, you have your upper, your upper, I call it your large intestines and your small intestines. Mm -hmm. And one of the things you want to make sure is that you keep your colon in a cleansed condition or a healthy condition, mm -hmm. because when you don't have regular bowel movements and so forth, then you have all that bacteria that's sitting in the colon and that can causes a lot of disease, the disease that can cause colon cancer. Mm -hmm. So it Absolutely. says that muscular contractions of the colon move the waste out of the body. Over. Uh, do the process. Yeah, yeah. So right. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's powerful. And then the other thing is you have to drink water. You yeah. have to drink water in order to have that process of elimination. Mm -hmm. Not tea, not soft drinks. You need to drink water in order for the body to have that elimination process take place because the colon has muscles and that's what helps the waste to move through the body. And what All you right. don't want it to get locked up in, and then some people, I don't know if you've known, some people have actually died from backed up bowels. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Powerful. You know, one thing, Maxine, that you brought up, uh, I, I, another takeaway, guys, we got to be our own advocate. We got to be our own advocate. That means knowledge. That's a, that's a big word. That's a big word, Kevin. What's an advocate? That means you are about yourself or about somebody else, but you're actually basically doing things that sometimes people don't want to do for themselves. So we're going to advocate for ourselves now. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm going to help. If somebody wants to help me, that's no problem there as well. I'm going to seek knowledge. But guess what? I better know what they're doing at the same time, ladies and gentlemen. Be your own best advocate. That means you love yourself so much that you're going to find out everything you can to keep yourself in the right frame of mind and your right body mind you want. That's right. Now, look, what's important is to get educated. Of course, here at the People's Congress, we push education yeah. because that, that's what empowers you to keep your family safe. Right. You and your family safe. Now, check this out. Just because someone holds a title, let's just say they're a doctor. It doesn't mean you trust what they say. Right. Because that's why they call it a doctor's practice. They're practicing. They don't know everything. Doctors have to ask doctors what to do. Right. So that's why they have, you know, the system set up. You have to realize that. Sometimes the way they the way they're taught doesn't always give you the right diagnosis. You can you can get mis misdiagnosed. They can look at the symptoms, 
and give you the whole wrong diagnosis. But you say, well, that's my doctor. No, they're not God. They don't know. They're, they're looking at it. They're human. They're saying, we think this is it, right? Um, and I'll give you a situation. My uh, my mom met an Egyptian, so she wanted to uh, get married. So we were going to go over to Egypt when I graduated high school. We were over there for like a month. So um, I had this rash that was on my neck, and it was growing up my neck and growing onto my face. It was And it was discolored, and you could see it growing. I've been going to the doctor for weeks, and he's giving me pills and everything. Nothing, nothing happened. You couldn't figure it out. And I'm like, look, I'm going to Egypt for a month. I need you to figure this out because by the time I come back, it's going to be all over my face. And he's like, well, just take these, uh, take this ointment. And this is all I have. So go ahead and take it. And when you come back, we'll figure it out. I was over to, I was in Egypt for one week. I, a guy walked into the room where I was at. He looked at my face. He said, let me see. He says, that's Tangia. Wrote a prescription for one pill and a bar of soap, and it was gone in a week. I'm telling you, in America, we have it wrong. And I'm not going to get down the whole role of the, you know, I, I talk about it a lot. There's no need for hospitals if there aren't sick people. And these 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 pharmaceutical companies are going to keep making all this medicine and not make no money. They need patients, right? So there's a system. They treat symptoms and don't treat the condition or the issue because they need it to keep the system going. I'm just saying. That's a real thing because I learned it firsthand. I mean, to, to my doctor, I was just a number and the way to help him pay for his summer home. He had me just coming back like, you know, instead of sending me to a dermatologist, imagine that. My primary right. care physician, instead of sending me to a dermatologist, have me keep coming back paying that copay and getting that money from my insurance company. And I'm the one affected. So don't get fooled just because you think your mechanic's supposed to care about you. Your doctor is supposed to care about you. Your dentist is supposed to care about you. You better know for yourself what is what. Now, this is the other thing. This second thing that happened. My wife went into the hospital because she had fibroid tumors. Now, they took her into another room, and I was sitting there, and there was books, doctor books. And when they said that, I was like, what's that? I opened up the book, and I'm reading through. I found fibroid tumors, and I'm reading while they're in the room. When that doctor came back out, I was educated. And I said something to him. I said, so she has fibroid tumors. Where did it come from? Well, they just kind of grow, you know, inside, outside the womb, inside the muscle of, of the uterus and everything. And I was like, Huh. So what so what caused them? Well, you know, it just happens in, and it happens in different cultures, different ways. I said, no, no, no. According to your book, it says estrogen, increased estrogen causes. It causes fibroid tumors. I said, isn't that interesting that you prescribe uh, birth control pills to my wife to give her more estrogen? And now she has all these tumors in her uterus. And of course, they don't want to hear that. You know, the worst thing you can do is be an educated patient. I'm telling you, unless you read for yourself, study for yourself and seek answers, you're going to suffer. Your family's going to suffer. And we're not here. We're not about that here at the People's Congress. You know why? Because we're not paid by the government. Right. We're not paid by the government. So we don't have to say whatever they tell us to say. That's right. Tell you guys truth and teach you truth to yeah. empower you to protect yourself and to protect your family. All right. So I'm off my. I'm off That's my awesome, man. Yeah. Antonio <laughs> mentioned it. Antonio mentioned it, guys. Ask the right questions. Yes. And not only ask the right questions, but you need to be documenting your symptoms for yourself before you go to your doctor. Because mm. you don't know and you have you are informed when you do that. So I tell my clients to journal. Journal what you're feeling, what you ate, what the reactions were, and all of that. That's what saved my life because oh, wow. I had documentation to show them 
when I eat these foods, this is the reactions that I had. I mean, my blood pressure was going up to 200 over 110. I was in stroke zone. They did not know what was causing it. But by me journaling my food intake and the reactions, and when mm. I said to them, they could not deny. And there's no. No test, there's no test to test if you are allergic to preservatives. They that's gave me a test to see what I was allergic to, but that's a totally different type of a test. They never could determine it. So I had to help them to determine what my problem was. So you need to be educated about your body. So write whatever is going on with you before you go to your doctor. Because mm -hmm. when you go, it's for some reason we have amnesia. Yep. You totally forget what's been going on. But when you write it down, you say back in two weeks ago, this is what I observed. Last night, this is what happened. So you can give them a record of what's going on. And they're not, I'm not taking away from their medical experience and all the education that they have, but they're not guessing at sometimes right. what the situation is. Right. And like you were just said, and you're going back and forth with all these different, take this medication, take this medication. And think about it. You're going to pay for all this medication and you might not even be able to take it. Mm -hmm. yeah. well, you know what? You just you just made me remember uh, another time I went to go see my doctor, a different doctor. And he didn't come in. His uh, physician's assistant came in the room. And I'm looking at this young dude. He came in with his laptop. And he's like, so what's going on with you? And I started telling him my symptoms. He started typing in his laptop. He asked you another question. He typed in his laptop. And I'm like, well, that's that's curious. I'm wondering why he's typing. I said, hey, what are you doing? He says, oh, he turns it around. He's typing my symptoms into the medical MD website so he can see what's the problem. There's websites that you can search for your symptoms and it'll kind of calculate for you. This doctor, well, physician's assistant, was using what I could use myself and I'm paying him to do it for me. So Maxine's point is correct. Document what's happening in your body. Kind of get a feel for what's out there that might be these symptoms might be attached to. And when you sit down with your doctor, now you're educated. He can't just or she can't just say anything to you because you've researched it. It's your body. It's your advocating, life. Advocating for yourself. Yeah, you gotta advocate. You yep. gotta advocate. Right, I just wanted to give out. a oh, I'm so sorry. I just want to say I'm so grateful for this information, Maxine, that you have shared with us this evening. And so yes. I just I'm giving you an extra claps and snaps. Um, yes. because yes. thank you so much for this. That's, That's what we right. do here. That's what we do here for the Mexit is help our middle class and anyone else who are observing to yeah, pay yeah. and not just listen, but to apply it. And it could be verified too, Maxine. Yes. <laughs> Well, that's why Maxine gets the middle square. It's the square of power, so that's all right. All right, Telly, let's talk about millionaires. What's happening in New York? Oh, well, you know, every time, I would have to say every show, not even just every show, but every, as long as I've been in New York, I feel like each day I'm wondering if this was the right decision. There have just been so many things that have been happening in New York, um, and this is no different. So millionaires in New York can expect to pay the highest taxes in the country. Um, so this past week, Governor Cuomo finalized a budget um, that would increase the tax bracket to about 13.5% to 14.8%. And on top of that, if Pre President Biden raises the top federal income tax to 39%, more than half of New York City's top owners are expected to have half of their income go to taxes. Um, now, 
New York, uh, they're on their they're on their own uh, they're on their own wavelength. But uh, what I thought was interesting in the article is they said that Hawaii would not be far behind them if Hawaii passes a bill. Whoa. Their tax would be sixteen percent, which would be uh, so those over two hundred thousand would be affected by that tax bracket. Now, um, I do believe, <laughs> I do believe in people paying their fair share. However, considering we are Mexican and we're exiting the middle class, if those, if there are a number of us who do decide to live in New York or Hawaii or whatever, if there are being taxes that are imposed, then I'm struggling with figuring out what the taxes are for. Now I understand every again, as I've mentioned, everyone has to pay their fair share. But explain to me, just explain to me the tax. Why you know why there's such a heavy tax? Now Go Governor Cuomo noted noted uh, that because of COVID, so the pandemic, which I'm sure every state in America was affected, um, and New York. New York is an integral part of America. I mean, for entertainment, for business, uh, for a number of things. Um, but again, I just go back to that notion of understanding where the, the, the purpose for the tax. Mm -hmm. There's a deficit that needs to be covered. Governor Cuomo also said that um, there was abuse from the federal government that had happened in recent years, which explained the deficit, meaning that they would have to tax. Um, the wealthy, but they're also taxing the middle class. And since this is Mexit, we need to talk about that. And being here in New York, I'm just trying to understand why why we have taxes when there's potholes about as big as a tire on every yeah. road. It's true. I mean, look, I was in Manhattan. It costs forty five dollars just to park on the side of the road. Come on, and it's probably not even a good spot. It, <laughs> right. it just doesn't make sense. And then there's so many businesses, small businesses, middle yeah. class. That have closed because of COVID, mm -hmm. and so there's just a lot of issues with New York. Yeah, yeah. And so this is no different. So yeah. again, I want I wanted to be stressed mm -hmm. that I believe everyone should pay their fair share. However, yeah. if you're just gonna come with these taxes, yeah. at least make it a pleasant place to live. Yeah. See, hey. standard living is yeah. terrible. Exactly. I think I'm gonna make an exodus. And on yeah. top of that, I have one more point. If you continue to tax the mm -hmm. wealthy, they will leave New York, we which go. will take money out of New York's pocket. That's, that's so gonna happen. There's a deficit. So who's it coming from? The middle class. My right. people is the middle class. Yeah. You're gonna pay. Like, it. understand, if they coming for them, they coming for us too. Yep. Yeah. We, we all in this together. And it forces that whole thought of universal income, because you know what? Yeah. You you ain't gonna be able to survive unless the government's helping you in that kind right. of way. Absolutely. Yeah, that's a challenge. And, and there was an article that was published, I think, uh, back in 2015, 2016, that said there were a million people who were fleeing New York City. Right. And it was, a lot of it was because of taxes. And it right. didn't matter. Right. Millionaires, a middle class, it was everybody. <laughs> I thought it was because of the rats the size of dogs and cats. That too. Oh, okay. the roaches. I mean, their, their lifespan is forever. In mortality for the roaches. I've been there since Washington was there. All right. Hey, Telly, real quick. Yeah, real quick, uh, Telly, I wanted to mention something to you. I'm going to use me because, see, as your representative in your city yes. or your senator or right. your congressman, I'm supposed to be representing you and should be able yeah. to explain that to you. That's the problem, right. brother exactly. Stephen. It's broke. 
nobody's going coming back and telling Telly about how the system's working and what we can do to fix it. They're going up there for the power and to protect their own interests. How many times have we heard that they get elected and they forget who elected them? Mm. Absolutely. That's good. Yeah, most people, if you ask them on the street, who are their representatives, they couldn't tell you. Yes, I mean, if someone is, me and a friend of mine who actually used to live in the city, um, I was telling her about, you know, jobs and different positions, you know, that I'm applying for. And we were actually just on a, a website and it showed the, pretty much it gave the breakdown and the ratio. If you made 80,000, you pretty much could bet that 20 to 25,000 would already be going to New York, like off top. Wow. And it's worse when you're in the city. That is in the island. That's on mm. Long Island where I am, which again, every day I wonder if this was a good decision. Right. So for the people in New York City, I don't even know how you have money. Like, and so to say that the millionaires, half of their money will be going to taxes, I mean, <sighs> Look, when I got to New York, we stayed with a celloist and her husband in one of those Airbnbs. And their their apartment was about the size of this my my uh, studio right here. Yes. And uh, that's how they're surviving, like on minimal. They're like minimalists. Yes. Talk about tiny homes. They got tiny apartments and their Airbnb in the couch. You know what yes. I'm saying? So um, that's that's what's happening to the middle class. And I think that, you know, unless we get together and figure out a strategy. And really what it comes down to is getting people getting enough people seeing that, for example, let's just say that we all going to vote for Maxine because Maxine is our middle-class representative. Yay. We have to actually vote for Maxine, right? We can't let somebody come to me on the side and say, Stephen, I know you're on Manifest Media. Look, we're going to give you a government contract for $400,000. And if you stay, you know, if you vote for us, we give it to you for five years. I'm like, dang, I don't really know Maxine that well. Okay, I'm going to go ahead. Nobody's going to see me in the booth. I'm going to vote for somebody else. You know, we can't be doing that. Because ultimately, you hurt your people, you hurt your community, and you hurt your state. That is a great point. It needs better representation. And New York has been going. And, you know, Jerome had alluded to that earlier about not necessarily pointing the finger, but there has been a majority or a power that's been in power for a good mm-hmm. little while. And things have just yeah. just trickled down. And yeah. in, in New York, the richer truly get richer and the poor, ooh, the yeah. middle, I mean, they're all being affected, but specifically- well, You only can squeeze people for so long before the people rise right. up. I mean, that's, that's, just right. the, that's just the way that goes. And I think that we saw a little bit of that earlier, you know, with COVID hitting and the riots and all that, like there's a fracturing in America that's causing the American psyche to be like, look, this is fight or flight for us. Like we can't take another hit, you know, and then they're, then they're locking everybody down and taking everybody's money and people can't right. eat. Like, just, that's not going to work for us. You know, we're not, we're America, you know, so we're going to have to figure out fairly quickly. And then you, you've heard stories of people saying that them people are moving in masses to states that give them more protection yeah. and more freedom yeah. because yeah. their governors are fighting against right. some of this stuff. Right. So yeah. I think that's another thing is a shift in power. Uh, power base is going to occur over the next, you know, election. Yeah. I've been seeing a lot. Of- yeah, in the state of Georgia, guys, I've been seeing a lot of uh, New York State lace, license plates. A lot of people are moving to the South. You know, oh, back wow. to years. Yeah, a lot yeah, of folks. I'm, I might be, I might be yeah. right down there. I think we have yeah. family. Me and my yeah. mom was just wondering. Yeah. Like, maybe yeah. we should go down to the South. We'll so up a Mexican headquarters right there in Georgia. Yep. We'll do it. All right. You guys are watching the People's Congress and and our representatives. Look, our delegates. They're telling the truth about what is real and what is relevant for your life. So. 
look, we want to hear from you. You know, we, we give a lot on these shows and we talk about a lot of issues. We want to hear some feedback from you. What are your thoughts? What do you feel? What do you think? We need to hear that. And we also want to know what stories are important to you. So please let us know. We want to cover what's most interesting to you and what's what's most relevant. So, Kevin, let's talk about the scientists. Let's go with this. What's happening with the scientists? What are they creating now? Oh, man, ladies and gentlemen, let me open up with this quote, because I think most of you out there on the planet will know what, what this quote comes from. A quote from a famous person said, every kind and every seed after its own kind. <laughs> Y'all know where that comes from, right? Scientists create early embryo embryos that are part human and part monkey. Now that's just flat wrong right there. Wait a minute, that, that's science fiction. That's not real. That's not a real story. That is a story that's in the news today, Brother Stephen, and it's just unacceptable. And it's almost it's blasphemous in my opinion, but I won't go there. I mean, even right. if I wasn't a Christian, I know it. Mix a human with an animal, like. Yep. Even yeah, even the the people that don't believe in God say this ain't right. In the article, people saying, "Wait a minute, we got to at least challenge this a little bit." But see, they don't care about that. They'll challenge it, but they won't care about stopping it. <laughs> right, so, what's the justification? Like, start, like, don't, they the same? don't they say that the monkeys are like human They're or close. something? Yeah, supposedly the, the DNA is close. Yeah, but so won't that make won't that make them smarter? Because the well, monkey is smarter than the human, right? Yeah, no. Well, no, a monkey is not. No, no. <laughs> no, it's not. The only animal on the planet that can closely be related to be smarter than the human is a dolphin. All right, yeah. the rest of them, not even a chance. Yeah, they're also oh. looking at what's, what's the bigger picture, though, guys, is the uh, if the DNA, when they do that type of thing, the scientists do that type of thing, they're trying to harvest the organs so they can transplant organs into different, you know, people. And so forth. Okay, yeah, they've been working on that for years. They've actually yeah. tried to do that with them. So they're trying to do that. And of course, they're, yeah. they're just messing with the wrong area of life. But again, I just want to, we have to pay attention to this by asking the question. For example, I'm going to use me. If I needed a kidney transplant, you better know where that kidney came from, folks, in writing. And you better understand that you, you better see it too before it goes inside you. That's all I'm saying. So, yeah, Stephen, this is uh, kind of interesting that you're playing with the uh, two different species here, of DNA, to try to harvest. Uh, and of course, they're just trying to figure out what to do too as well, but they're playing uh, playing God there a little bit by trying to harvest new, um, uh, uh, what do you call it, our new, um, whatever they're you call it. They're trying to create a, what's called a new kind, right? Yeah. It's yeah. called a liking, right? So Is exactly. that what they're trying to do? Or are they yeah, trying they to make the things so that they can heal the well, that's are, all are they, of that. Are they making it to make okay. So the manifestation of making this is like so. This is like this is like stem cell time, right. like yeah, organs, if you 3, will. Mm -hmm. So we don't really want them to like grow up and become people, but we want oh. them to be able to use everything inside of them so that we can use something out of right. this to okay. take that's and a, heal yeah, somebody else. Let's not even fool ourselves, people. Yeah, wherever there's a start there's an ending. That is not the ending. That's just the beginning. They're trying to figure out Absolutely. how to DNA sequence yep. humans with animals. Once they yep. get that DNA code locked, do you think they're going to stop at that? No, they're not going to stop at that because already the military is trying to take the German. There was a study, the Germans were trying to splice human DNA with animals to create soldiers. That was way back when Hitler was here. Yeah, exactly. So yep. that's, not, that's not new. This is new to, to the public. Right. It's not new to the government. They've been yeah. trying to figure out how to create super soldiers using animal DNA for a long time. But this is the first time I heard them saying DNA in a baby, in an embryo for 
create yeah. to create organs. So yeah, yeah, that's a new twist on that. Yeah, so it's very important that we pay attention again, you know, as uh, middle class and well anybody for that matter. But the point is, we have to understand what's going on and not just say, well, this is a new kidney we just found somewhere <laughs> on the planet. And you don't even know where it's coming from, but they just made it in the lab, so to speak. You know, that type of thing. So it's so important to uh, that we understand that. But yeah, that's the, that was one of the areas. The organs is mainly for the organs, so they can uh, instead of using human organs directly, they would now use these new uh, DNA with the monkey or organs for whatever reason. You know. Yeah, I'm not surprised. I mean, they've been growing organs, yeah. dishes, and skin, yeah. and petri dishes, using yeah. them for burning victims and stuff like that. So they. Yeah. You know, there's a medical use that's that's already in place. Right. I think it probably they probably use that as the open door to get them to yeah. where we are now. Exactly. Second phase, but um, but yeah, there's you know, man is man is a trip. Man, man yeah. will will think of anything they can think of and try it out. That's um, right. I think that that's what we're seeing is they're trying this out. Hey, I, I was something well, else man, I heard. Speaking man of, is going to destroy this earth is what man is going to do. Look, something, but something that actually no, they're not going to do that, and I'm going to tell you why. Look, you just got me in a whole different. I, I'm going a whole different direction. Do you know the biggest nuclear bomb we have ever exploded on for America? Right. If you take that bomb in the in the plume that it made, Russia Russia ignited a nuclear bomb that was like a thousand times bigger wow. than any we've ever released. Wow. Ever released. Wow. And it didn't cause like you would think it would break the earth apart and all right. kinds of things. I feel like man, and even in their arrogance and pride, could create something that could literally destroy the earth. I don't think we're like ants on the planet. I don't think we really have that much power unless they come up with something powerful. But right. um, but so let's chime in on this. In our closing minutes, we got uh, just a few left. Let's uh let's go around and, and let you guys do your wrap up stories. Um, so we're gonna go around the table. Let's start with Vicky, and then we'll go to Telly, and then Jerome. Uh, our wrap-up story. So just just our our, our closing thoughts on a, a story, a new yeah, story. Yeah, or, or if you have one more story you wanted to share. Sure, sure. So um, so just kind of um, keeping keeping theme. Um, so the IRS um, commissioner um says that we do get outgunned when trying to enforce taxes on the wealthy. Um, so when we were talking about taxing and fair taxing, um, you know, one thing we need to keep in mind is that the wealthy are not taxed fairly. Um, they don't have to pay in the same amount that we have to for our Social Security nets, our Medicaid, our Medicare. Um, and so the IRS um, expects that um, if they could actually get the full number of money each year that they are owed by corporations and the wealthy, um, we would probably have close to about a trillion dollars every year um, extra in our budget. Oh, wow. So this is actually quite a big deal, especially for our middle class and our working class folks who are trying to raise themselves up yeah. into that middle class as well. Yeah, thank you, thank you. All right, Telly. Sorry, I'm on mute. So I want to talk about the Louis Vuitton shareholder mm -hmm. story. So I thought this was pretty interesting. I wouldn't think that PETA, which I'm sure we all are familiar with, um, they are big on um, animal, you know, like fighting against animal abuse. Animal rights, yeah. Find that um, <laughs> they had shares uh, in Louis Vuitton, which I know they make very fine clothing, and a lot of them do have, you know, animal products. Um, and so there was a representative that was urging the shareholder, which is actually LVMH, 
which is Monet, I think Hennessy, Louis Vuitton, and they are the conglomerate for Dior, Chanel. Um, so when you're buying from these companies, you're pretty much essentially buying from them. Um, they're urging them to stop using animal products as it could bring contamination um, and even spread diseases like COVID. So um, just getting awareness out to these companies to stop using animal products. And it actually has been successful for Karl Lagerfeld. Mm. Um, they stopped using animal products, I believe, last year. And there are a number of companies that are jumping on the bandwagon to stop um, making fur goods. And I just want to say that I think that is a noble cause, but I do like leather bags. So I just, and the vegan leather is not the same. And I really, I, I'll just have to ask God for help because I really, I, I really do. I'm concerned about, you know, how they're obtaining you, the products per se, the animal, the, like if it's in a humane way, forget it. Yeah. But I do like a good leather bag. But you know what? The Chinese, and, and I'm going to tell you something about the Chinese people. They are some of the most intelligent people on the planet. It's amazing their innovation. I mean, they will create something that looks just like leather, yes, yes. smells just like leather. So I think they're going to help you out, Telly. You're going to be all right. All right, Jerome. Jerome, what you got? What's your final story? <laughs> I don't have a final story. We did my fourth story in the beginning when we talked about the drivers with the food. All right, what's your final story? So I'm, I'm, good, I'm good to go. And, all right. And, so we'll, and, all right, so I'm, I'll move on to uh, Kevin. Yeah. Uh, you're on mute. You're on mute. Rushing Thank you very much for that. Yeah, I just want to give a quick takeaway to that everybody just learn everything you can, read everything you can. And as Brother Antonio says, ask the right question. Thank you. Yeah. All right. And uh, Adrian, what you got? What's your final thoughts? I um, got to go with Telly on this. I love a leather bag. Um, Louis Vuitton, <laughs> Louis Vuitton, I, I believe that it's, it's a market changer. It's, it's a market changer because what's going to happen is it's going to allow people to become aware of the things that they're wearing. Like there was this big thing about the fox fur and everything a while ago when PETA first came out. Now they are honestly looking for vegan 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 outfit like she said vegan leather like you would never even imagine to me i'm thinking that's a story all within itself like what happened where do we go why did someone say that meat was so bad and you can't do this and it was horrible to eat it and now everything is vegan you want it to be soft you want it to be nice you don't want it to be aggressively hidden or anything and it's kind of like uh what just happened but Shout out to Louis V because, I mean, people wear them. People, they're going to buy it. They are okay, going to we'll buy see. it. We'll see, where this, where this lands. we'll see who really has power because uh, that's a lot of products that they're going to need to change and convert over. Uh, so we'll see what's, what's going on. Maxine, what's your final thoughts? Well, Biden, what if he never cancels the student loan debt? Oh, Oh, they're going to come get him. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, right now he's thinking about what? At least 10,000 of it. But the Democrats want him to look at at least 50,000. But, you know, students have options. So if they, he does not follow through on any of this, what, what are their options? 
And the thing about it is if they decide to go with a private, you know, loan and have it reduced, but what if he comes back later on and say he's going to cancel the student debt, but their student debt is no longer through the government, they lose out. So mm. it's like, if you do, during if you don't, wow. you know, if they don't take advantage of it now when the interest rates are low, then what? Yeah. You know, so now it's like you're one of those in between type things, and you're going to have to start making some decisions if you want your student loans to be lowered with the, you know, with the interest rates. Yeah, yeah. Good point. Wow, we have had some amazing stories, amazing coverage and research done tonight. Man, you guys did a great job. We we are loving what we are doing for the middle class, um, and uh, we definitely want to encourage you guys to to help us to support Mexit. To find out about ATS and how you can get connected and also support us here in our states. You know, we at the beginning of every show, we tell you who we are and what we do. Like I said, we do not get paid for what we do. We do this because we love our people. We love the areas we're in and we're here to support you. So uh, we want you to support us. So make sure you reach out to those who have our websites up, the programs that you hear, you know, at the beginning of the show, make sure you write those down and support uh, we, we love the support. We're doing this for you. So look, we are the People's Congress. Uh, we're thankful for ATS and Mexit. The message is empower your people, empower the middle class so that they can take the steps they need to exit from the middle class. We'll see you guys in the next show.